home sweet home. With the cursed crown removed, Octavia can set her sights on more important matters. Will she ever get cured? What has happened since she left? And will Carastus ever show up again? Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Me, My Spouse, and a Die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident Dungeon Master. Me, My Spouse, and a Die is a family-friendly actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast, where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in the continent of Moir, a land that has been ravaged by a war with monsters for 15 years. Usually... We record on weekends, but today we're recording on a weeknight, which means we can share anecdotes about our weekday. And this weekday, we were working from home, as one does in these days. Gwyneth has her office on the first floor. This office, notably, is adjacent to the kitchen. (laughs) Oh, dear. I, on the other hand, work on the third floor of our large, old house with relatively steep stairs going up from the second story to the third story. We also have some Google Minis, which we use to occasionally send little messages to each other throughout the day because we used to work in the same room in our previous apartment. And, you know, sometimes we miss that companionship. It's lonely not being able to just like look over and, and, you know, bother each other. Well, today... I was actually being productive, (laughs) because I'm not always productive, but I was having a pretty productive day, working in my third floor (laughs) workspace. And the little Google chimes up and says, there's an incoming broadcast for you. And I'm, I'm thinking, well, okay, Google, what might that broadcast be? And I just hear my lovely wife's voice saying, (laughs) come downstairs. Usually when this happens, it's either something is wrong, and I was hoping that wasn't the case, or there's a cute cat doing cute things downstairs that I need to come and witness. And so I assumed, I'll, I'll go see a cute cat. That'd be a nice break. <laughs> that so I get up. Break. I get up from the third floor. <laughs> oh, no. I walk down a flight of stairs. <laughs> I walk down another flight of stairs. To the first floor. I walk through the kitchen. I walk into Gwyneth's office. I do not see a cute cat. So I'm wondering, why was I summoned? Is something wrong? No, nothing was wrong. In fact, my dear sweet wife (laughs) had summoned me from her office adjacent to the kitchen, from the third floor, to make her coffee. You might assume from this story that the coffee maker is in the kitchen, and you (laughs) would be right. So, that's my work anecdote. Summoned three stories down to operate a machine 15 feet away from her desk. (laughs) To my defense... In the message that I sent via the 
Google Home Mini, the little broadcast that I did, I specifically said, come down and make me coffee, please. But you, I guess, didn't listen to it. No, I did. I listened to the entire message. The entire message was two words, come down. It keeps doing that. It keeps that cutting it. things off because I definitely was like, come down, please, and make coffee. That did not come through. Uh, well, that is too bad. <laughs> So, what I should have done is turned around and went back upstairs. But you, because I am a nice, benevolent creature, I made her coffee. You are a very nice. You are a very nice and kind person. That is very true. But the next time that happens, well, I didn't you'll make your own I coffee. I didn't realize it just said come down. I thought the whole message went through. Even if the whole message had come through, why would you not just walk over and make your own coffee? Because I was getting ready for court. In a half hour, it takes like, it takes I, 60 seconds I, I log to pour into the court. water. I, pour, I log into court seconds. really early. It takes no <laughs> time to pour the coffee grounds into the maker and pour the water into it. No time. You're not wrong. None. <laughs> like, uh. goodness. And it's not like I, I'm a barista. It's not like I'm an artisanal coffee artist. Whipping me up at like a fancy latte no. with pancake art on the top. I put all the coffee in a Black & Decker coffee maker, <laughs> fill it with tap water, and hit the on button. <laughs> I just assumed... A trained monkey could do that. <laughs> I just assumed that you heard my whole message and It's not so even the whole message broadcasting through. It's the fact that why is your first instinct not to just get up and make coffee? Because I was getting ready for court. Should getting ready not include being caffeinated? Well, I was it takes prepping other things. No effort. That's all oh. I'm saying. In the time it took me to walk downstairs, you could have had the coffee made. I don't think you're wrong. I don't doubt it. So that was my little marital frustration. <laughs> well, thank you for making it. I definitely needed that coffee. Yeah. Especially since we're recording this evening. Yeah. So that's that was my day. Coffee. <laughs> it always tastes better if someone else makes it for you. I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, but. Hey, now. Now. We're a family friendly show. I'm allowed to say but. <laughs> Kids know what butts are. Hopefully. <laughs> You're one of them. I am indeed. All right. Look up in the dictionary for butt. Just a picture but of me. You. Anyway, back to the game. <laughs> you are in a front of a temple. The temple to Alfenor in the city of Stagpine after recently alighting here after escaping the plane of water. Mm -hmm. You went to this temple first to search for a healer who could remove the disease, but when you could find none, you decided to try to get your curse removed, mm -hmm. and they were happy to oblige. The curse is gone. The crown is in safer hands than yours, mm -hmm. but as you walk outside, you're greeted by one, the elfin anthropologist Tempest, mm -hmm. who you traveled with for some time a while ago, and you see behind her, coming up from a sewer-like 
service access. The grate is thrown to the side and a big goopy black tendril leeches out of it and slaps onto the cobblestone path in front of you. In the moments that follow, more of this inky blackness scoops itself up like mud and pudding. Like smashed together. Gross. And a large pile of ooze is suddenly in one of these alleyways before you can even blink. (gasps) And it starts moving toward you. Roll for initiative. Woo! For Octavia, that's a natural 20 for 21. Okay, okay. And then for Carhoon, 16. And we already established that he had not put his chain shirt back on. Is that correct? Correct. Octavia, it is your turn first. Okay. Um, Taps is standing in front of you, oblivious, just pestering you with questions. How are you? How did you get here? What have you been doing? What happened after you went to Malik? I, I've, I've heard we need to catch up. So much has happened. Uh, Tempest, I mean, I want you to, but, uh, uh, behind you, there's a big, I mean, it's like pudding. Okay, that's your turn. <laughs> Free action to speak. I think that took less than six seconds. No. So, um, Octavia sees this big, goopy, goopy monster and having, you know, just recently the the vestiges of the last time she encountered a big ooze finally just removed from her. You know, she's not had great experiences with, you know, uh, gelatinous type creatures. So she is going to, she is going to look up. What's the sky like right now? Are you trying to determine if it's stormy? Yes. It is not stormy. Okay. But regardless, she she looks up and she kind of, you know, reaches her hand up and pulls down a bolt of lightning directly on this creature. Roll some hits. Well, first, you actually need to make a deck save, please. It's failure. All right. Sure, particularly dexterous things of goop. I rolled three fours on my 4d10, so that is 17 points of lightning damage. You call down a bolt of lightning on this black blob of ooze, and it crashes into it. There doesn't seem to be any perceptible effect, except after a moment where you hit it with lightning, it starts roiling and bubbling, and the ooze splits in two oozes. Oh, no! Like two that are the same size, or just... Two that are, you know, they're smaller. They're about half the size of the first one. Oh, great. Okay. Okay. Mm. Is that the end of your turn? Um, I'm going to kind of dart around the corner a little bit. You know, we're basically just came out of these temple doors and they, uh, you know, protrude into the street a little bit because they're fancy, these big stairs. I'm kind of imagining a little bit like, a, uh, you know, Alphanor is, is big and kind of regal. I'm thinking of the, the steps leading up to the art museum in Philadelphia where the Rocky statue is kind of at the top. Obviously not to that scale. Um, but she's going to dart down the, the rest of the stairs and dart around them to kind of not be directly in front of these creatures. Okay. Carhoon's turn. All right. Carhoon sees these things pop up. He also encountered the the great ooze back in the plane of water and 
didn't have a great time particularly. Not necessarily fond memories for everyone involved. And so he is going to run up and swing at one of them with his great axe. Okay. Does a 13 hit? A 13 does hit. Oh, awesome. They're not very hard to hit. That's a good point. I doubt that their natural armor is particularly great. All right. Let's see if this does anything. 11 slashing damage? That does, in fact, do something. What, does it just split it again? It does. Oh, my gosh. Okay. This is insanity. Oh, I'm so glad you did lightning and slashing right off the bat. Oh, my gosh. Carhoon has another attack. I mean, does it seem like... Um, does it seem like the one that he hit was cut perfectly in half? Or does it seem Basically. like... Is there a reduction in force at all of, of these things? Does it seem like it did any injury to the creature? They seem unfazed. Okay. Um, What size are they now? The two that he just split are small. Okay. And the one that you had split is medium. Okay. What does Carhoon do? I think he's going to... I mean, he can't, like, ready the other half of his action, so he's just not going to swing again because he sees that it just created... Sure, they're smaller, but just created more combatants. So he's just going to... That'll be the end of his turn. Okay. Tempest turns and says, I'm not much of a fighter. I'm really more of a scientist. <laughs> and hides uh, in the doorway of this temple. The oozes then go. The first of the oozes... The larger of the three is going to slurp its way up toward you. Okay. Now, Car- I guess, yeah, Carhoon would get Carhoon an attack. can take an attack of opportunity if he like. You can punch it. I was going to be like, oh, he can use his shocking grasp. I'm like, no, it's the lightning damage, too. <laughs> oh, my gosh. These are our things. No, yeah, he'll let it go. All right. This one's pseudopods. 22 to hit. Oh my gosh, yes, that hits. Seven points of bludgeoning and okay. 17 points of acid damage. All right, but I would take half of that, so that will be eight. Eight. Are you wearing non-magical armor? I'm wearing the Ever Ice Breastplate, so I'm not sh- I don't think it's technically magical, but nah, it's not nah, it counts. normal. I'll let it count. Okay. okay. Um, oh, is it going to start eating at my stuff? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And then the two littler ones are going to sloop around and both take pseudopods at Kari Karihoon. Oh dear. Come on, Kari Karihoon. Pseudopod number one. 20. Not natural. <laughs> pseudopod number hits. two. Natural one. Ooh! Is this a named pseudopod? An important enough. <laughs> important enough ooze. From the first hit, Karihoon takes. Seven bludgeoning. Okay. He then takes 22 acid. Oh my gosh. Is He He is not wearing armor, so this does not affect him. Yeah. You said 22? 22. 22. Yeah, he just has his kind of pirate regalia still on. Oh. Okay. Okay. Your turn. Okay. Okay. Um. Hmm. Well, that doesn't feel particularly good. Yeah, Octavia is going to release her wings. Okay. And um, she's not going to start flying yet, but she just has them out. Mm-hmm. 
And that's a that's a full action to do that. Okay. And she's going to release the the call lightning. Okay. Boop, boop. <laughs> Done. Goodbye, higher level spell slot. Carhoon's turn. So, I mean, Carhoon's kind of similar, in a similar boat to Octavia. He saw that his main, you know, this main weapon that he had didn't do anything except multiply things in a not good way. So he is going to basically hulk out and he is going to transform Mm -hmm. into his hybrid form. Okay. Would he do that though? And here in the middle of stag pine, like that's my only, it is, is it night at this point? It's late. Okay. But there's still like a lot of people on the streets. There are a few. There weren't many before. There's a few. You might be seen. You're also in front of a bunch of temples. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, looking, casting his eyes around really quickly. I know he's in an alley. Is there like a cudgel or a piece of wood that he could pick up? That's. I mean, I would let you treat his axe like a. Like a club. Oh, kind of like like a cricket bat, just like yeah. smack it on the side. Yeah, it won't be as effective, of course. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he'll try. He'll try that if that's something that he'd be able to do. Then instead, so see. he will not. He won't go. He'll kind of look around. You know, he's got hurt, but it's not like he's on death's door, and you know, he doesn't want to just broadcast to the entirety of Stagpine mm-hmm. exactly what he is. Yeah, so I'm gonna call it. He can effectively use the. The great axe, like a great club. It's a melee weapon. It'll be 1d8. Everything else is... Yeah, 1d8 bludgeoning. All the other bonuses to, like, to hit and to damage will be the same, because it is, is it also a strength weapon? Yeah. Okay. It's a club. It is not finesse. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> It's a club. <laughs> it's a club. So, yeah, so that's what he's going to do. He's going to kind of... him with the club. Um kind of tee up has his axe in both of his hands kind of like he's about to play golf he's just gonna (laughs) smack this ooze okay the one that is uh yeah one of the little ones that actually doesn't really matter since neither of them have been hit Mm -hmm. all right attack number one natural 18 yes i think unless he crit fails it's impossible for him he's a plus nine yeah okay (laughs) awesome 12 bludge. Uh, and then he is going to swing again at that one that he just hit. Mm-hmm. Natural 8, so 16. All right. Ooh, 8 on my d8 for a total of 14 bludge. It is still up. Okay. And Garhoon takes four points of acid damage. I figured. It is a magical weapon. Correct. So, that's good. All right, it is the Uzum's turn. You, before they go, you hear from inside the temple uh, the voice of the paladin who just left you with the box mm, with the crown, mm-hmm. who shouts something muffled, but it sounds something stereotypical like, <laughs> Big on, foul beast. And oh. something of that nature. The ooze. Next, you strikes out with a pseudopod. 17 to hit. For me? Yes. Yeah, that just hits. Seven. I've rolled a seven. 
every time for this damage, which is fine. It's good damage. Uh, bludgeoning it? damage. What's it on? You. No, you rolled, rolled a seven. Oh, okay. Plus stuff, obviously. Um, I was just wondering, because I was like, oh, if you've been rolling sevens on D8s, like, that's pretty, <laughs> for Gwyneth standards, that would be pretty good luck. 19 acid. And then it starts moving towards the door to the temple. Oh, okay. And I... And starts, like, squeezing itself underneath the door. Ooh. Uh, and I kind of see it leaving, you know, my my area, but I do not. Kind of, I'm out of the corner of my eye seeing what's happening to Carhoon and kind of, like, seeing the acid probably, like, you know, work its way up the hilt of his... Or the, the handle of his axe and, like, seeing it, like, burn his fingertips. I'm like, ah! I think I'm good. Okay. Tempest is just going to constantly have her action ready to run away if one of them gets close. So she Good. books it Good. down the street about 30 feet. It's like, I'll, I'll watch from here. It's your turn. Okay. Um, I am going to take flight. I'm going to go up. Not that. Uh, how tall are they? Are they like... Is it like five feet tall kind what of at this? Uses? Yeah. Yeah, roughly. So I'll go up, you know, like 10 feet type of thing um, to hopefully be out of their reach-ish, um, but not so, so high up. Um, and I'm going to kind of circle around and... You have to put yourself on squares when we're using a grid. You don't just get to Sorry. slide them willy-nilly. Sorry. <laughs> They're measured in squares for a reason. Sorry, I'm going to put myself on this D6 to indicate that I am in the air. And I am going to be like, put my hand out again. And uh, the ring that I have that's imbued with Jasulka's power uh, will radiate. And please make a constitution saving throw. That's a 10. Probably going to fail. That is a failure. So you are restrained that bigger ooze, the ooze that's still a medium, and mm-hmm. you are going to take half of 46 cold. I'll save you from rolling. The damage doesn't do anything. No! no. But it is restrained. No! No! no. You've, hit, you've hit almost all of its damage immunities. Ah. Almost. And it's like Fool Meast does lightning, which I already know. And then like Akrila does acid. So I mean like you almost like you picked this, these ones knowing what things I have at my disposal, huh? It's pretty great being the omnipotent arbiter Uh, of the game. At least it's restrained. It is restrained. That helps you a lot. All right. Anything else you do? Um, I'm just going to kind of fly away a little bit even more. Okay. Carhoon's turn. He is going to do the same thing that he he did before with the one that he attacked. He's going to swing twice with the flat of his gray axe. Natural 20. Okay. Wouldn't it be wild if there was a creature that, like, every three rounds, its AC just, like, jumped? Because it had some, you know, you could flavor it because they have some weird kind of luck thing. But that would... Is, that, is there a creature like that? I mean, it'd be, uh. it would be hard to keep track of, but that would... I feel like that would be fun both as a player to kind of always have to keep guessing and then also be like, what is it? I just hit it. Now I can't. Oh, wait. When I hit uh, 
Is the ooze immune to radiant damage? It is not. You take 10 radiant damage. Hands off the chest. It's still technically, like, kind of-ish my turn, because it's Carhoon's turn. It's not your turn. It's Carhoon's. Okay. I am... We'll do this one mm-hmm. from D&D or Head. Thank you for sending this in, D&D or Head. I don't think we've used yet. It's called Into the Dirt. Ooh, which is appropriate because they look like they're made out of mud. Mm-hmm. That's why I picked this one. <laughs> you drive your opponent to the ground. The target of your attack must succeed on a strength saving throw or be knocked prone and take an additional 2d6 bludgeoning damage. Ooh, bludge! So, this will be DC 15 strength. Road, 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 rags. Exactly 15. Oh, okay. Exactly 15. So it still it doesn't take half of the, the 2d6? No. All right. But a good try. Yeah. I feel like uh, Carhoon's like trying to squish it. And it's just <laughs> like slipping it's just out like, from yeah. all sides. But I still will roll my double damage, right? No. Yeah, of course. 19 bludge. Is that the one you damaged before? Correct. Uh, it just like splatters into nice liquid and loses its cohesion. Mm, it's like when you pop a balloon that's not a water balloon, but like filled with paint and it just like splatters everywhere type of thing. Sure. Sure. We'll I've never actually done this. I'm just channeling my in, in, we'll in, go in, like, with that princess diaries moment. All right. Uh, anything else? Was that attack one or two? That was attack one. And so he is adjacent to our other little ooze friend. And so he sees how effective that was once, and he's going to try again. Seven, natural 17. Yep. 13 bludgeoning damage. Great. End of your turn? End of Carhoon's turn. Great. It is the oozes. The one is restrained. I need you to roll whatever you need to roll to determine how long it is restrained for. Read Jasulka's thing. I think it's a D4 round. It is a D4. Let's see. They will be restrained for four rounds. I think you cheated on that roll. <laughs> I definitely cheated. All right. Restrained <laughs> means it, for my sake as well as the listeners, speed becomes zero, can't benefit from bonus. Attack rolls against the creature have advantage, and the creature's attacks have disadvantage. The creature has disadvantage on dexterity saving throws. Okay. So this ooze can no longer move. Ooze can't move and you are 10 feet off the ground indeed that ooze unfortunately cannot do anything so it just sits there awesome awesome your turn okay oh let's let's see so again octavia seeing you know she's (laughs) chucking all these all these magic elements at this thing and nothing is seeming to go through she sees that maybe you know the radiant does kind of kind of something it fills like makes it glow for a second or something i know that sometimes oozes like have things inside of them is this can i see like it is black and opaque you cannot see into it (laughs) let's see (laughs) what you think of this can i take can i fly over this ooze take an arrow out of my quiver stick it in the ooze and cast heat metal on the arrow tip inside of the ooze. <laughs> you could try. All right. I'm going to try to do that. She's seeing that, you know, cold's not working, lightning's not working. 
hitting it just with force hurts you mm-hmm. and you know she's seeing that bludgeoning is the most effective and she's like oh I could turn into a beast but if I'm swinging at it with claws or teeth it's it's you know it's just going to turn into like five different you know I mean, she's imagining and clawing at it like it with the, mm-hmm. with like a bear's claws and it turns into like another little ooze for each of the claws slashes I'm like mm, that <laughs> wouldn't be great <laughs> um, so she's going to fly over it and stick an arrow in it okay or just mm-hmm. drop an arrow on it. It doesn't actually have to be in it. It just has to be touching it. Which do you do? I'll just drop it on top of it. You drop it on top and it hits the top and just sizzles and dissolves away. <laughs> okay. 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 Stick All right. straight from the stat block. Non-magical right. ammunition made of wood or metal that hits the pudding is destroyed after dealing damage. That's rules is written. Obviously, it means after the ammunition hits it. Right. Right. Done. Yep. No. Okay. Dunzo. Um. Good idea. Thanks. But it didn't work. No. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I have an idea. Can I cast Wall of Stone and cast the panels in the air and have them fall on these things? I don't think you can. I'm looking at it. Let's see. Usually, spell points of origin have to be on the ground. I mean, can you not just, like, hit it with a stick? I can, but, I mean, you know, my uh, my staff is not particularly effective and it's not magical, so, I mean, she's not gonna... Your staff is 100% oh, magical. Well, oh, I mean, Ocula's staff, that's true. That's yeah. true, that's true, that's true, that's true, that's true. Okay, um... <laughs> I was try, trying to do something interesting. Here. I appreciate that. It was, it was, I was feeling like a Mario moment, having the like things just come down and splat it type of thing. Um, but no, yeah. So she sees that like nothing really magical that she's throwing at this thing is being particularly effective. So she is going to um, actually staying up from where she is. She is going to. Just string another arrow and shoot it at the thing. Okay. 11 to hit? Yep. Okay. Six piercing damage, but then 10 radiant damage. All righty. Is that the end of your turn? That will be the end of my turn. I think it probably is. Carhoon's turn. He's got one more ooze, little ooze in front of him. He's going to do the same thing. Pretend like he's playing cricket. Swing his... Axe, batter, eight, natural eight, so I assume that hits nine bludgeoning damage. It's still up. He's going to swing again. Come on, baby, give me another crit. Nope, (laughs) another natural eight, Um, but regardless, he hits again, 13 bludgeoning damage. Okay, Carhoon takes eight points of acid damage. Oh, jeez. But he splatters the little one. Oh, awesome. As he is sizzling. Oh, poor cartoon. Oh, my gosh. How painful would that be? Sizzling. All right. Oozy, oozy, oozy's turn. There's only one left. And it is restrained. It's restrained around two of it. Being restrained, can't do anything. No one's in reach. Your turn. I'm going to do the same thing. Just knock another arrow. All right. If I'd rolled this for Carhoon, it would have been a crit, but an Addy 19. Yep. 
Just basically gotta make sure you can do enough damage before it becomes unrestrained. Exactly. So again, six piercing rolled exactly the same thing. Uh, six piercing and ten radiant. All right, it's looking rough, but okay. it's still up. It's starting to lose some of its like globs of it are flopping off and mm. running in the gutters. Okay. Um. Carhoon. Yeah, Carhoon is not feeling great, but he is going to just run up and again, um, swing at it with his improvised bat. Natural seven, so that will be a hit with his plus nine. <laughs> nine bludgeoning. Mm-hmm. Attack two. Oh, I almost it was on the twenty, then like jumped to a fourteen. Eleven more bludgeoning damage. All right, this is uh, go to your turn because it's still restrained. It is almost down. Okay, but right. you could crit fail six times in a row so we'll just, we'll just continue you never playing know. it out you never know oh wait no I can attack Carhoon what am I doing oh it can reach Carhoon if Carhoon reached it oh right duh <clears throat> absolutely yes indeed indeed duh indeed. duh duh um 14 <sighs> that hit. does hit without his shirt 7 wow I've rolled a 4 every single d6 roll 7 points of bludge 14 points of acid damage. Oof. Okay, sorry. Now. Okay. Oh, and Carhoon also takes... I was gonna, yeah. Four points from making his attacks. Now it is your turn. It's still looking real bad. You can probably finish it if you don't miss up. Well, you never know. All right, she's gonna do the same thing again. Just knock another arrow. 12 to hit. Mm-hmm. All right. Come on. 11 piercing. Splattered. Yay! And then, like, the I feel like then the radiant damage just, like, like almost cleans the street. Like, any little bits that were, like, still there just kind of, like, get vaporized. Vaporized. Yeah, this thing disincorporates and it is dead. Um, you can hear the paladin inside muffled, like, <laughs> and whatnot. Uh-huh. Um, Tempest runs back over to you. Well, uh, Octavia, like, immediately, you know, lands because she'd been, you know, in the air type of thing. And she, uh, you know, goes over to Carhoon and is like, are, are, are you are you feeling okay? Uh, I'm I mean, a bit fried. I don't know what my hit points are. <laughs> That's true. Okay, okay. Um, and she I will... I felt better. She will cast Cure Wounds on him. It's a D8. Tempest rushes up to you. Oh, my goodness. That was stuff always seems to happen when you're around, huh? I I know. I feel where did, like where I, did that thing come from? I don't know. It came well, up I mean, from behind you. The suit, that, right? Great. Yeah. It's open now. But why did it come up? I I don't know. I mean, would I know? Would I have ever seen one of these before? Um, roll a nature check. Eleven. Probably not. Yeah. You. I mean, it's it's an ooze of some sort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know where they come from and I mean I guess as far as like city infiltration something that can kind of you know moogle its way around tight tiny spaces that's it's pretty ingenious actually but I mean I think we can maybe assume it's some sort of Craig plan 
Uh, at that moment, the door swings open, and the paladin you had been talking with earlier mm-hmm. walks out, and you could see his sword in his hand is like half rusted away, and he's got big splotches of corrosion on his armor, and he's dripping oh. in black ichor, and he's got the box that that you get had given him, which is also semi eaten away. Oh dear! And he says, "I heard some noise, commotion out here." What I, happened? I, I was beset upon by I, a foul ooze-like creature from inside. I think it came up from the sewers. That's exactly what what happened out here. We were just leaving, um, and, and that sewer over there, she'll like point over to it. A, a big one just came, like gurgling out, like it was boiling from underneath, like a geyser. Hmm. The one inside seemed to be drawn to this, and he shakes the box with the oh, crown in no. it. I guess I should maybe say I found it in a giant ooze. You found it in a giant ooze? Yeah. That would be pertinent information. I didn't think of that at the time. Well, you're lucky no one died or their Indeed. lives would be on your conscience. Yeah, yeah, and I don't yeah, I don't want that anymore. Yeah. Mm. There might be more of them. Is there anything we can do to neutralize its call or something? Can we bury it out and see? Well, we could. I'll have to talk to some people about this. Some higher-ups, so to speak. I mean, unless... I don't think you should have it back. It's uh, my property now. Yeah, sorry. It's kind of a... <laughs> not gonna take that one back. Do you... I mean, do you have, like, anti-magic boxes? Or some sort of new- neutralizing it? They exist, but they're expensive and rare. Could you put it, like, in a bag of holding type thing? I don't know if that would help. Yeah, I guess maybe it being on a different plane, but... Look, the moral of the story is next time you're getting someone to remove a cursed item from you, be upfront about all the details. Oh, I was, I didn't, I didn't mean to do it like, it wasn't, I wasn't purposefully meaning to withhold. I just didn't think, I just didn't even think of it. You didn't think. No. That's the problem. I'm really think. dumb. Well, well, at least you're honest. I mean, I'm less dumb now, but I'm I'm not particularly intelligent. I mean, I try my best, but I have to get a new sword now. Oh, sorry. This was, I liked this armor. <sighs> anyway, I guess I have some people to talk to about this. Easy night, I thought it was gonna be. Go home, crack brewski. Watch Jeopardy. Watch Jeopardy. More of a Wheel of Fortune man myself. <laughs> I like crosswords and stuff like that. Of course Kick he does. back on the couch. <sighs> but nope. Now I gotta deal with a cursed ooze crown. Great. Well, I I, I appreciate. I mean, I, I I can't say that. Yeah, your your alternative evening sounds really nice, and so thank you for, you know, having to give that up for taking care of this. <sighs> of course. In case you're interested, there's an offering box in there. I will he squints at you. <laughs> I will definitely not put any other items in it. Only money. Money's good. Money buys new armor and new swords. I'm like, I don't have a lot of money, but yeah, okay. Anyway, be safe. Don't <laughs> pick up any Thanks. strange crowns. I, I, Did they not teach you anything in school? I, I don't think don't I actually went to school. Don't talk to strangers. Don't put on weird crowns. I mean, again, it wasn't purposeful that I put it on. It was kind of a, you know, took over my will type I of situation. Get a better will. 
Ah, I'm gonna miss <laughs> He wanders back inside. <laughs> Maybe you should have got a magic sword. Magic swords don't grow on trees. <laughs> she will. Uh, I'm just an NPC. <laughs> Octavia will will run in, and she has very little money because they've we've not really been dealing with a whole lot of just like common trading type of thing. But she will go in and put like two gold pieces in the coffer. Okay, that won't even buy a sword. What would buy? What would buy a sword? <laughs> I don't remember. Is this how a much, long sword? How much is- does a long sword cost? Would Octavia know how much a long sword's cost? Is, oh, it, is sure this a would. brand new long sword? Is this a second-hand long sword? A long sword costs. Why are you not telling me what it costs? A long sword costs fifteen gold pieces. Well, okay. I mean, you don't have to do it. You could do whatever you want. I'm just letting you know. No, she she would put fifteen in. She feels kind of guilty because it was totally not a malicious thing that she forgot to mention the ooze thing it was more just that i was you know it was more like i wasn't expecting to find someone to get rid of this and i don't know how to react now yeah yeah yeah. the paladin leaves you give a donation Mm -hmm. karun's like i need a new shirt (laughs) she's got like splotches all over him. Yeah. He's like the action hero in the third act of a movie. <laughs> yeah. He's all just grimy and <laughs> like is practically shirtless, but not quite. Yeah. His pants are like cut off at the knees, just sizzling. Well, weren't his pants already cut off at the knees because he had his pirate regalia on? Well, now they've got holes in them. <laughs> uh. Anyway. I, I mean, I know that. I mean, that was unexpected. Like, uh, but do you mind if we still pop by the Temple of Saloon? I, if you make it quick, maybe I'll just wait out here with okay. Tempest. Well, Tempest, I mean, uh, not to, uh, there's so much happening all at once. Like, yeah, uh, there is. So why, why are you here? What's going on? Do you know anything of the outside world? You mentioned I do. Malik. Uh, what is the lowdown? I think we should maybe get you cleaned up and we can sit down and have a, have a chat. Okay. I think we both have some information to tell okay. the other do you mind if I but pop in? But it seems in? like you have some business, and that was, you know, you're covered in ichor. Yeah. And d- do you see how I'm, like, translucent now? Yes. Yeah. I didn't want to say anything. No, yeah. It's, uh, I'm, I'm going to just pop into the Temple of Saloon just really quickly and see if they have someone who can help heal me, because okay. I've tried everything, and I'm just not powerful enough. Okay. So she'll be like, right, be, be right back. Just right, I'll be, I'll, I'll be, I'll be quick. I'll, just give me two seconds. You run in. Yes. Find an acolyte. Explain the sitch. Not going to do this whole thing again. <laughs> uh, roll me a d100. Come on, baby. Oh. Nope, 22. Nope. We were doing the opposite, right? So like the lower the number, we were like flipping the 100. It wouldn't right? matter. Oh, oh, it was that. Okay. Yep. All right. Yep. Fun, fun, fun. You ask around, the acolyte you find informs you that, nope, don't have any healers of that capacity here right now. They are absent. Okay. And they may or may not be back at a later date. Yeah. Who knows? All right. Well, she'll, you know, thank the acolyte and bow out and return to the street with Tempest and Carhoon. The two of them are sitting on a bench, just kind of waiting for you, talking. Well, I feel like, because, I mean, they're, like, both, like, 
archaeologist, anthropologist type of folk, so I'm sure they'd have actually a whole lot to talk about. Yeah, they're not conversing too heavily right now, because Carhoon is kind of like... Yeah, he's very burned. Mending his... his putting salve on his yeah. open oh. acid burns. Oh. Oh, just imagine, like, in a, a medieval-ish, pseudo-medieval fantasy setting, like, <laughs> the infection of a big, just, like, acid sore, like, ugh. Yeah, that hurt. Yeah. Luckily, they have magic, so... Luckily, they have magic. Magic is good. So... You come back, mm-hmm. they stand up, and Cartoon says, Well, um, I could stand to get cleaned up. We could use a bite. Yeah. I'm hungry. I don't know. You've, you're all, you were always hungry, but now I don't know. You I lost the crown, so you might not be hungry anymore. I'm hungry. I'm hungry, but I don't think it's like... I think I'm hungry because we've had a wild day, and we just fought things, and it's been a long day. Type of hungry, not like constantly voracious and could eat like a turducken type of hunger. Mm. The fabled turducken. The fabled, I the mean, mystical creature known as the turducken. I know. I mean, only the greatest, only the greatest feasts of, only I'm sure, the like Illustria would ever have them. Can successfully catch a turducken. So, uh, yeah, let's let's go back to the rusty we hog. Have then? A, we have a room at the rusty hog. Tempest, where are you staying? Oh, I'm staying near there with some of the other uh, elven escapees mm. in a, a, another building called the Swarthy Salamander. <laughs> Alliteration is always good. It helps. It narrows things down. In the Swarthy Salamander. I think it's just a few blocks down from the rusty hog. I can accompany you. You can get washed up. I've already taken care of myself. I'm I'm good. Um, and then I I think I still have a few connections. We can get you something better than whatever they serve in those places. Oh, that would be great. We've basically and just we been can chat. eating fish, unseasoned fish for like weeks so mm. yes we have some we have some things to discuss yeah yes yeah well i'll follow you then. yeah absolutely and so octavia will start making her way back to the rusty hog anytime she sees like a well along the way she'll you know fill up her water bottle basically dousing herself <laughs> just what an you do uncomfortable so. situation <laughs> yep you go back to the rusty hog you manage to remain doused um, and Karun goes in, you head up to your cots, there's like a, a public washroom yeah. that you can use, splash some water on yourselves, Karun, uh, grabs a change of, puts on probably his normal adventuring clothes mm-hmm. rather than his seafaring adventuring clothes, and he's like, oh, I'm gonna have to cut my hair, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, should you get could, an anchor tattoo to commemorate could, my time on the mutiny. You could keep it long. Maybe. Anyway, uh, yeah, just give me a sec. He gets all, you know, clean, quote unquote, up, and is ready to roll in not too much time. I would change, but I'm just, I guess I did get a little bit acidy. I mean, I'll put on, I guess I'll put on a a clean set as well. They're soon to become wet and gross anyway, but at least they're not as, like, covered in acid. Uh, so... You get cleaned up, you go back out, and Tempest is waiting outside the Rusty Hog for you. And she Sounds says, good. good to see you. 
here, follow me. I'll, I'll get you more than that potato goop. And she leads you. Do you think you have... I mean, would you have enough for, like, a couple other people besides just the two of us, or... How many other people? I mean, we have a crew that... Crew? No. Okay. No, I'm not, I'm not that good. Okay. Just, just... just I just, just made some friends. Uh, she leads you through some back streets into a rear entrance to what looks like another... You go into a slightly, like, nicer part of town. It's mm-hmm. not too far. It kind of butts up against this more industrial... You know, workers district mm-hmm. and leads you to a back entrance of what looks like another kind of bar in eatery type place. And you walk into like the back kitchen and she's like, Gino, I brought some <laughs> friends. And the chef, who is presumably Gino, is like, Tempus, you're always welcome here. <laughs> I'll sit down, I'll get you a plate. And starts scooping spaghetti into some bowls. Awesome. Sure. And apparently she's she's got a rapport with these these people. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And goes to a small table out in the, you know, dining area, mm-hmm. which is pretty scant. Yeah. It doesn't look like they're getting much business. Yeah. Understandable. Sits you down. Food comes out. It's not... Great food, mm-hmm. but it's better than Egg. what you would have gotten yeah. elsewhere. And carbs, which carbs. they haven't had, and and sauce, and yeah. all those. I mean, it's kind of like you know when you're really really hungry, like the best spaghetti, like the the spaghetti you're having is the best spaghetti you've ever had, type of thing. Mm-hmm. She lets you eat for a few minutes. And says, "Go ahead, dig in." But then, uh, yeah, we've we've got some stuff to discuss. Yeah, tell tell me what you've been up to, and you're free to recount that off. We don't have yeah, to have kinda, you. She'll just be like, I mean, I've never planar traveled, but we went to we went to the plane of water and you know met all these met all these creatures and. Did I you tell her Abilef? about what happened in Malik. Oh right, yeah. I guess I I was kind of thinking uh, most recent about the biggest thing, but yeah. So um, we we were in Elystria. And we uh, were, we made it to Malik, and we were um, going out with um, Malaris the Scissor, uh, kind of you know at the head-to-head battle. Um, and we went into like the, the the like iron carriage thing that had that Zeon in it. It seemed like this Zeon person was like a uh, a big general for Crag's army. Um, and I we went in and. We fought a brain hmm. in a tank, hmm. um, and we basically defeated it. And it offered us planar travel. And I, and I knew that did she does she know about the souls. Yeah. Okay. And I knew that I knew that one of the souls was in the plane of water, and that's why she got you in the first place. Right. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Um, and so we just left so I don't know what like happened to Malik mm. well because it's only been like a couple weeks for us but I know it's been like two months here it's been about two months since we dispatched well a little over two months since we dispatched you and I guess you've been gone in in the meantime mm-hmm. well it should surprise no one that um, Elistria is more or less under the control of Craig and his armies right now. Okay. A lot of us got out, obviously. 
as as I'm here mm-hmm. uh, myself, a lot of uh, a lot of us, but not all of us. Okay. So there's still some there. Okay. And we may or may not be making some plans regarding that. Are uh, they being? Are, are they like being held? Oh, we we don't really somewhere know. or okay. We have no agents, no communication, and I'm I'm not even in uh, extremely hooked in with with the military minds who would know though that that other things. Mm-hmm. I'm um anthropologist, right, of right. Um, herders here. He's not with oh, me right okay, now, but he, he made it as okay, well. Okay, good, good. Malik, I heard some crazy stuff went down. I wasn't sure if that had anything to do with you, but apparently uh, it did. Yeah. <laughs> From what I heard, the fight was not going well. Okay. But it seems like somewhere in in the middle of it, the monster armies, the, the dragon blood armies, lost their cohesion, lost their direction. Oh, okay. It seemed aimless. They still outnumbered Malik, but they were not fighting as a cohesive unit anymore. Unfortunately, at that point, the, uh, too little too late, so to speak. Okay. That's not to say it's completely destroyed, but it was effectively taken out of the future fights. Crag okay. didn't conquer it outright, but any defensive forces Malik had are depleted. We can't count on them for aid, even if they're not housing the enemy right now. So so the city is still standing? The city still stands, and I think Craig has realized that it's, it's just... It's about as good a situation as he's going to get right now. Okay. They have it cordoned off. There's a force outside it to ensure that Nothing goes in or out, but okay. they're still in there, but ha- they're not going to be helping us anytime soon. Okay. Has Looks there- like Stagpine mm-hmm. is the last bastion Okay. at this point. I think some things are going to happen, and some things are probably going to happen soon. So, I think I need to tell some people that you're here. I was kind of... Everyone assumed myself, yeah, that you died. That, which is why I'm very surprised and was very surprised to see you. Understandable, yeah. Um, that was kind of going to be my, that was going to be kind of my next, my next step is to try to get in touch with someone because I, I mean, I wanted to, I mean, you know, I wanted to find out what happened to Malik because that was the last thing that we were dealing yes, with yes. here on this plane and everything so i mean i'm glad that i ran into you because you know i don't look also look at me if i just walk up to a guard and i'm like hey take me to your general it's not like i mean uh, i don't seem particularly you know uh, persuasive i will talk to who i need to talk okay, to okay perfect if i could find you at the rest that's, of the that's where i'll be staying yeah i think Try to get yourself as cleaned up as you possibly can. Yeah. Because I'm, you're going to have some meetings tomorrow. Why don't okay. you just clear your schedule? <laughs> I thought she was going to say clear your skin. And I was like, I've well, tried. Well, that too. That I've tried. Too. <laughs> that would be that would be helpful. I know. Yeah. Okay. Has so is there? I mean, I know a while ago before you and I before I met you, um, I saw an army. You know the the. tracks of an army marching towards Stagpine. Like, is there a a force outside the walls uh, uh, like surrounding it or 
has there has the, is the city under siege or what exactly is going on here? Yes, yes and no. An army came, but uh, I think Stagpine perhaps had been a bit more, well, maybe less complacent mm. than some other cities. We won't mention any names. <laughs> My city. Mm-hmm. And had better defenses in place so okay. that the armies have come, but we're, we're, I say we, uh, I guess we're all on the same team at this point. Mm-hmm. We're holding them uh, at the at the river. Okay. We okay. can't hold them forever, which is why if something's happening, it's going to happen soon. Okay. But we've managed to keep the front away from the city for the time being. All right. That's, that's good to know. Because again, last I knew I was on the other side of the mountains and for all I knew, Stagpine had also fallen. So Not yet. Okay. Not if we have anything to say about it. Alright. Do you know if do you know if Malaris the scissor survived? No one knows Who's any still? details okay. about what went on at Malik or not. Well, I know that's kind of a, a dour note, but things aren't as bleak as they might seem, especially now that you and three dragons all are back. And oh, I mean <laughs> hopefully still on our our side. Oh, y- yes, 100%. Um, I mean, again, I'll do what I can, but I mean, we're going to make some money moves. <laughs> it's going to be great. So, eat up, rest up. Yeah. I need to go talk to some people. Okay. okay. Set some things up. Makes sense. Totally makes sense. Also, thank you for thank you for bringing us here. Uh, uh and thank uh, you Gino. Gino. Gino's an old friend. Well, I appreciate it. Again, it's been it's been ages since we've had something again other than just bland fish yes that mm. so appreciate Sounds, it yes okay well enjoy it i trust you can find your way home yes yeah thank you i'll see you in the morning see you see you good to see you she scoops the last stuff her spaghetti into her face <laughs> and exits and hey. you and carhoon carhoon's wolfing down this spaghetti mm-hmm and like you're free to helping. mull on what you've learned and yeah. make a new plan and we'll pick up their next episode oh man okay Ugh. that decision to, to leave with Zeon you know in the middle of a fight yeah Ugh. okay okay yeah. yeah might have been able to win it but might not might not never know okay well oof well, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, if you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or your preferred podcasting app. It's a really great way for us to grow um, and reach more people with our story and also just uh, means a whole lot to us that you would take the time to leave a review. Also, if you want to submit a critical card like you heard in this episode, you can do so. Um, you can do so either on our website, memyspouseandadie.com, and there's a form that you can easily fill out, or you can just shoot us an email at memyspouseandadie at gmail.com with the subject heading crit card. All right. Thanks so much. Catch y'all next week. <laughs>